quick public service announcement. All white people present for the following content must be supervised by a licensed nigga. Start the show. Keep your white guest in sight, within earshot at least, at all times. Where do I get my license? Uh, let's see. How old are you? 39. I'm, oh, you're good. I'm grandfathered in. Yeah, you're grandfathered in. We, 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 didn't, we didn't have to start licensing other niggas until, it, it, you know, at least... Uh, the 2010s, so you're, you're probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I am your H-E-B value, Drake, the fluent one. Um, And uh, it looks like it's just the two of us this weekend. Um, Euphonic is out. Euphonic is in Africa somewhere uh, changing children's lives. Uh, and building things and uh, being awesome. Um, Ariel and Lala are our outside, our senior outside correspondents, as per usual, are in the wind. They are outside somewhere, I guarantee it. Uh, I hope they are hydrating. Because it is hot. It, it, it's, oh my God, my God. What what the fuck? I mean, in, in case you are listening to this from outside of Texas, we are recording live in the devil's asshole. We it, straight up. There's no reason for it to be this hot. It's not normal. He farted last night and it hailed. Man, I, there was hail, and it's still like a hundred degrees right now. Damn. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about sitting outside and watching the rain. It was it was too hot for the rain <laughs> to be enjoyable. Like even you know because you know you can cool off a little bit. You put your hand out. You know you step. You, some people like to stand out in the rain. I do. Um, it wasn't even like, like it was hot rain. Yeah. And what was crazy about that was that the night before, it was cool rain. It's 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 humid as hell. It's batshit crazy. Like you can walk outside and taste the air. Like it's nice to get a little rain every now and then. But one of the like it it, it like it, it's one of those be careful what you wish for scenarios because the one thing I always like about these about these little heat waves. I said little heat waves. This will have been going on for a month because it's gonna be like this next week. This will have been going on for a straight month. This death ridge over, over this side of Texas. But um, one of the things I usually like is that it is it'll be so hot, and the heat will be so much 
that it usually keeps out the tropical weather. You know what I mean? And like when we, us living on the coast, essentially, that keeps out the likely, that usually keeps out the likelihood of hurricanes. Mm-mm. It's never, it's never been a hundred degrees and a hurricane coming. Here, here's the problem we got though. There's literally something I read earlier this week. Okay. It's not just that it's locally hot. The the general climate is so hot this year. Yeah. That the ocean temps over off um, in, in the Atlantic, uh, West Africa, mm-hmm. are already approaching August levels. Jesus Christ. And as you know, that's when we see the most of our hurricanes because they're pulling up uh, energy out of the, the upper levels of water. So... <laughs> this hurricane season might be a little different. Well, <clears throat> I, as I understand it, it's usually in the in, in those situations that um, whatever the pressure usually is during these times, mm-hmm. even if a hurricane does make it here, or or a tropical storm or what have you, um, the wind aspect usually gets. Just usually gets destroyed. Talking about this, the the wind shear, yes, like disrupting the correct the cyclone. Yeah. Um. So we we just end up getting a lot of rain, which doesn't ever bother me because my neighborhood does not flood a lot, if at all, because mm-hmm. it was built kind of after, uh, not Ike, whatever the one before it was, Rita. Yeah. Um. I think Rita is the last one we actually hit, but then Katrina, Rita, Ike. No, Allison, that was the tropical storm that flooded everything. There you go. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. They built it after Allison. Yeah. So people can start getting in the mindset of building the whole neighborhoods on inclines. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is kind of this dome in your cul-de-sac where the water just kind of circulates out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of bullshit. Uh, meteoro- meteor, blah, blah, blah. that was a bunch of bullshit weather talk y'all didn't want. Um, <laughs> shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Especially after that little Weather Channel shit. Um, and not like the old Weather Channel that actually slapped. Man, I I, I love Byron Allen owning the Weather Channel, but the Weather Channel has not slapped. Since Byron Allen bought it, I remember the old Weather Channel where the music slapped during the forecast, <laughs> where you got your shit on the eights. Hey, remember that shit on the eights? No, my look, my <laughs> my ex used to leave the Weather Channel on as like the only TV show she would watch. That and Golden Girls, That's- best elevator music of all time, man. Best elevator music that that ever was. And those and those intri- and those great pastels, the whole weather channel was just the whole color palette was just all these like weird psychotic pastels um, that were just hypnotizing. Uh, shout out to the new listeners, the old listeners, the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh, shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, um, in, basically anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Thanks so much for the money. We will have a, there will be another 
um, behind the paywall episode um, next week, I guess, probably Friday, probably next Friday. Um, and after that, um, there will be, there will, there will be another, there'll be a new episode. I plan for us to be recording next week. And after that, that next weekend in two weeks, Oz will be on vacation. Hey, vacation Oz. Oz will actually leave the city for a few days. <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that'll be the vacation week. Although, you will get another, you Patreon people should be excited because y'all will get another Lake House recording. And the Lake House recordings are psychotic. <laughs> um, DJ Burn on air learned what a Yoni Steam was for the first time. <laughs> That may be one of the greatest one of the greatest moments in opinions while black history. <laughs> um uh let's see. Did I want to give any additional shout outs? Did you want to give any shout outs? Uh, uh my my brain has been slow. Okay. These last couple of weeks. That's fine. Do you want to give flowers to anybody? Uh same. Okay. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Um I did want to give flowers to Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator consistently says things that makes sense. Um, things that maybe his some of his uh, peers in rap might not want to hear. And he was in an interview. This is now. This is a few weeks old, but uh, maybe it was Rap Radar. Uh, one one of these uh, outlets that I don't give a fuck about. Um, but he was talking about. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and just let him talk. Actually. Um, Let's see if we can get it going here. That what annoys me when people are like, "This is my top, this top five When people argue with like, you got seventeen year olds like, "Yeah, like, dude, you ready to die and enter the Wu Tang is my top ten album ever." I'm like, bro, you just got hair on your. <laughs> Stop! It's performative. It's like that's your, and again, some people might be right, but I'm right. Like, that's you, you got young boys and babies out here and that's your favorite out. like i don't care about people's objective top nothing tell me what is your, your favorite because you learn so much from people you get context i want to know why you think uh pookie dookie's second album is your favorite oh i have memories attached to it my brother did this when i was doing this and that mm. not track seven he talks about this found out i was going through it like i want to hear that i don't care about no objective t- dude the kids be doing it with me they they, they do a tier list of like mm. a b c and d of the albums they like of me and then tell people ask people thoughts you're asking people their thoughts Thoughts on what you hold to your heart? What kind of stupid shit is that? Mm-hmm. That's why I fucking hate rap Twitter mm-hmm. because everything's performative. Everyone is making these lists just to have people engage. Like, who gives a fuck who the top three is? Jamiroquai is like my favorite band. I don't know no one that talks about them, and I don't mm-hmm. give a because I enjoy it in my house and in my car. Mm-hmm. So why the are we sitting here arguing about oh you don't got Tupac in your top five no I was born when that was at his peak like who gives a f- tell me your personal top five because y'all gonna just go in circles
So, first of all, hit him with the air horns. Because, and at some point I will track Randall down. I know Randall's on his, uh, on his shit right now. Um, but, uh, at some point I will track Randall down. I want his thoughts on that because, and, cause he definitely falls into that old head. He definitely falls in that old head pocket. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that is what I found that annoys me, not just about rap, but just creatively, we have to do these lists, and we have to do. I remember when, uh, which, uh, what, what, what Batman was that? Uh, Battinson. The you know, I call him Battinson. Uh, Robert Battinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Batman. Mm-hmm. When the Batman came out uh, a couple years ago. Which one was your favorite Batman? Well, when it came out immediately, and I don't want to put any particular podcasters out there, but it immediately went to, oh, God, well, it's good. It was, it was really good, but it's not the greatest Batman. And here's the, and here are my top, my top five Batmans. And fam, it was, a, it was a good movie that left everybody feeling really, except one young lady I know, that felt really good coming out of the theater. And even my homegirl that didn't like it, she just, I, it was just, it was moving too slow for her. That's not what she signed. And those people I get to, that's not what everybody signs up for Batman for. And I think that's another fair thing that we can say is that Batman is kind of one of those things where every, if you ask 10 people what they want from Batman, 10 different people are going to have an idea because we've seen so many versions of him over the years. So fine. But I don't want, I don't give a fuck what and just like he said, what story has an effect on you? Because if you ask me, my favorite Batman story ever told of all time, comics, movies, cartoons, otherwise, is Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. To me, the greatest Batman story ever told. Um perfect perfect combination of Bruce Wayne. And what it's like to be that guy, and what it's like to have the burden of Batman. We even got some. We even got some of Alfred and his pain, and and what he had to deal deal with with this guy. We got some good Joker. There was a great voice cast. It was just everything. And then on top of all that, you throw in. I love this villain, the murderous, psychotic. Former love of Bruce Wayne's life, who turned into a vigilante murderer because she couldn't because uh, because the gangsters who were chasing her father uh, would they wouldn't she was she couldn't be with Bruce Wayne like she wanted to, mm. so she resurfaced years later and murdered them all except the Joker. You know. We always got to leave the Joker out. You always got to leave the Joker out. And I, I love back then when people weren't afraid to tie the Joker to Batman's past. Like Michael Keaton when the Joker was like the guy who killed his parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also do, but I also do appreciate no Joker. Like, like or when I say uh, no Joker, I mean like no real backstory or every backstory. Like Batman, like Dark Knight did. <laughs> Dark Knight did that. He, you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, he had like four different stories. But all that, I digress. 
I just remember a few of these podcasters just had to jump out there and be like, oh, I mean, well, it was good, but it wasn't better than The Dark Knight and it wasn't better than so-and-so. Man, how did you feel about this experience? How did you feel about this cinematic experience that will probably not be replicated like this and you probably won't be replicating this moment like this? What you what you were doing at the time where you were there's a there's a thing on a you know black music month where they were like do you remember where you were when you heard this a song a song that's so good you remember exactly where you were and what you were doing when you heard it oh there's there's some songs that i got like that right yeah where i distinctly remember i can't and i can't remember what the songs were at the time but then i'll hear it and i'll visualize you know, something. Right. So I had like a, a playlist that I used to listen to when I was playing Warcraft 3 back in college. Okay. And when I was doing my little competitive ladder kind of thing, right? Got you. And if one of those songs pops up from that was on that playlist, all of a sudden I start seeing like Warcraft like in my head. Yeah. Right? Because it was just, it was so continuous in exactly. terms of how I related those songs to that memory. Um. But I appreciate Tyler speaking up for, like, the performativeness and just kind of the the uselessness of hip-hop head conversation sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because there's this endless loop. Even when Bean was here, we immediately hit the ground running. Well, that's because Arguing about Nas Nas and Jay-Z. Because you are a hater. (laughs) let's not get it wrong (laughs) you started it because you are a hater i i have people who have listened to us from day one will tell you that me and randall have never been secretive about our feelings on nas being mid um mid I've, i've said it i'll say it again i'll continue to say it till the dawn of time mid 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 fight me (laughs) just give a fuck um but yeah shout out to tyler for really breaking up some of that monotony and getting down tyler is an artist and i like artists that get down to fuck all that other shit what did this make you feel and why did this make you feel it because at the end of the day that's what art is and needs to continue to be so Yes, please, air horns. I'm with it. Um, humans ain't shit. Definitely wanted to get into this. Um, so Father's Day has passed. Um, as y'all know, we uh, I took some time off to reflect on uh, my own father. And uh, one of the things that I notice on social media, we do this every year, where a select amount of niggas. One could say, usually the He-Man woman haters, um, get into this argument about, well, um, it's Father's Day, but nobody's going to give a fuck, or it's Men's Mental Health Month, which June is, but nobody's going to give a fuck. Um, nobody cares about dad. Nobody's going to do anything for dad. Y'all going to give us the lamest, y'all going to give us the lamest gifts and all that shit. And there's not enough emphasis on dad. And and I've kind of, 
I've joked for years about the big piece of chicken. I've it's a it's jokingly, and it kind of comes from the old Chris Rock jokes that men really can't expect anything uh, except the big piece of chicken at dinner. Um, so I have made those jokes. Niggas didn't got mad serious about it though, because. They feel like it's, and I think what they're feeling, because I, on Father's Day, I've never seen any man or woman that did not, unless they did not have a good relationship with their father, that meant, or, you know, they, they're sadly a fellow member of the Dead Dad Club, um, that, and even then, that didn't make an effort to acknowledge that man in their life, if that man was in their life in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. I saw no shortage of that. And I don't want to make, I don't want to make the argument anecdotal, but if I were to guess, I could pick three or four people randomly and they would have probably had the same experience on Twitter or wherever, social media, wherever. With that in mind, I think yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of breaking this down to its parts because I don't want to be I don't want to be accused of not understanding where the He Man Woman haters are coming from because I do because I was formerly a He Man Woman hater in my youth. <laughs> he said in my youth, or if I wasn't a he well I wasn't a He Man Woman hater, but there was a lot I didn't know because I didn't have the kind of woman friends in my life that we really unpacked those things. Mm. From that perspective. What? You listen to women and learn some things? Absolutely. So I listen to women. I listen to my, my parents. Um, but yeah. So um, just from that perspective, I don't think the problem has ever been people not giving a fuck about dad. The problem has been largely that there is a difference in how Father's Day is branded Marketed and, and marketed and advertised. And how much money is made. Correct. And so, yes, when Mother's Day comes around, you see all kinds of marketing. Of course you do. You know why? There's a very specific reason. It doesn't have anything to do with nobody giving a fuck about dad. It's because women, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this is anything derogatory or disrespectful, women are generally more profitable why women spend more women spend more are generally um willing consumers and when they're not willing consumers niggas are spending money (laughs) either on women or to impress women Mm -hmm. well there you go if a nigga didn't have to, if a nigga didn't have to spend, if a nigga didn't have to spend money on women, he'd live in a cardboard box if he could, to save money. <laughs> I'm just telling you, pussy is the great motivator. Have I said any? Have I said anything untrue? I, look, um, <laughs> I've definitely made some unwise decisions in the course of the perception of a woman or the opinion of a woman, like. Yeah. I'm just saying, and we're getting, we're not saying this. I don't need it. to buy groceries this month. I, I can buy her flowers. <laughs> a lot of them. All 200 of those roses. I have definitely gone to, uh, um, well, at the time it was probably Jim Shark or something, but I've, I've definitely had points on, uh, 
I don't know, Fenty, Savage Fenty, and was like, pick something. <laughs> well, with Tristan, it was probably more like Jim Shark, but Jim <laughs> <laughs> Shark or fucking Lululemon bullshit. But, um, but yeah, so the great motivator. Now, having said that, there's a there's a there's a caveat to this. When niggas aren't spending money on women, and not that they have to. And again, remember, we are in an era where women are doing light years better financially than they probably ever have before. And yet the United States is still 49th in gender equality for pay. Also, also very important to point out. That is a psychotic, that is a psychotic, weird dichotomy. That is like that whole thing where people sit, where people say that America leads the world in hunger and obesity. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that one quite a bit. Um, But yeah, women are in positions to treat themselves. And they don't have to wait for Mother's Day. And they don't wait for Mother's Day. And they don't have to, to treat themselves. They treat themselves in the name of self-care. They treat themselves in the name of rewarding themselves for, for their deeds and accomplishments. They treat themselves because it's brunch day. No one's, No human being I have ever encountered spends more money on brunch at brunch than a than than a woman, definitely a black woman. Not hating, just saying. Oh no, it sounds like you hating. No, the women in my <laughs> life. No, the women in my life say themselves. The women in my life say themselves that they spend money that they spend money at brunch like a drug dealer. Um, I'm I am just cheap. I am admittedly I I admit every day to being cheap. Um, employed, unemployed, whatever. I am cheap because cheap allows me to do the things I want to do. Um, having said all that, men, not not as willing to drop a stack in the name of self care. In the name of, I was just, and I wanted to, I wanted to argue with this woman so badly. It was a young lady, um, probably out of, I believe, maybe out of PV or something. I, there's a whole circle of people that you can just tell they're all. They're they're all out of PV. Like, what's wrong with PV? A lot. That, so, so, so first of all, let me stop <laughs> you right there. Plenty. <laughs> if, if you just want me to answer the question, don't be upset that we produce productive people. Also, it's not TSU. So that's that's the that's the starting point for what's wrong with PV. I mean, that sounds like a great advertisement right there. We're not TSU. <laughs> you know, if you want to come to know. a real school. Look, if you want to, if you want to major in braiding hair or, uh, you know, fucking dominoes or something, uh, go to PV. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I mean, we're only the number one mechanical engineering department in the entire state of Texas. We were also the first university in the entire state of Texas where every nursing graduate passed their exam the first time. I mean, what 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 do you want? <laughs> what do you want, man? Like we're literally not. Not out of HBCUs, the entire state. 
of Texas. Uh, blah blah blah. This is not it. This <laughs> is not it. Just I'm just saying that was an unfair use of the soundboard. But I'm taking it. <laughs> God damn it. If, um, if you just want to go to the actual numbers, uh, oh, yeah. Blah blah blah. The program ain't slacking. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, PV has its moments. Um, but I digress. Um, Father's Day and men. Oh yes. Men are men are not usually as willing to blow a bag um, in the interest of self care. In the and like I said, it was this young lady that I wanted to argue with so bad because she was like, "Well, men don't be going. Uh, why is it that men don't want to go on vacations as much as women and this kind of shit?" And the first and, and initially, the first thing out of my mouth was like, "Cause we got to fucking because we got to fucking work. Ain't nobody gonna take us on vacation." And that was maybe a little short-sighted and sensitive. But I went back and thought about that and was like, women will hold women will hold court for each other and will hold space for each other um, in these regards at the drop of a hat. Women, women will get women will decide, well, ain't nobody well, we if, if it's a bunch of single or what whatever the reason. Even if they're being celebrated for Mother's Day, y'all let's get together and have a Mother's Day brunch. Mm. Turn up, mm. turn up, get wasted, whatever. Niggas are not niggas are not commonly, and I only really experienced this um, in, in the church. But niggas aren't really. Oh, let's get all the fathers together and have brunch. Niggas barely want to sit next to each other in the movie theater. <laughs> You know, niggas feel like if they sit too close to each other, they don't sit a seat apart. I have experienced this. <laughs> don't sit a seat apart in the movie theater, or if there are no women with them on the excursion to the movies, that it is gay. I mean, <laughs> I've rode in the car with niggas that don't even want to listen to R and B together. Oh yeah, nah, I mean, fam. So uh, the the it. it most of the time we usually only men and my crew is not necessarily like this um usually only get together if there's the prospect of women involved and if there are no women involved what do they say it's a sausage fest or whatever you don't really you you know you don't hear women saying there's no niggas around it's a fish fest or whatever i don't know what the fuck you know, it's a crab boil or whatever you whatever you want to say. What do you What do you say when there's no men around? It's a what is it? A crab boil? They probably call it peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the that was the wrong one. That is a that is a correct statement. <laughs> they call that peace and fucking quiet. <laughs> Holy shit, that's on point. Uh, yeah, fluent pardon right now. <laughs> um. But I, I'm I'm saying all this to make the point that why don't men maybe men could start investing more in holding space for each other to celebrate each other to celebrate each other or even not even to celebrate just to keep court with each other and maybe I'm spoiled because me and my friends do this this uh, Call of Duty is basically our mental health check mm-hmm. um and that and and even then. 
if if all of us don't want to be outside, we'll link up at at the homie, and we'll probably link link up at Roy's house or whatever. Um, that men should practice holding court for each other more because I think a lot of the things that are missing within men these days. Um, I, there's a whole thing where men, where there was some study where men were having less sex or something like that. And honestly, I think part of that is not necessarily sexual. I think it's that men are experiencing less intimacy. In general. In general, because we don't hold the same space that we hold, that women hold for each other. Women can hold intimate spaces for each other and it not be a sexual thing. You know, and they do it very commonly. So it, it's funny. Um, there was there was there was an article I'd read months back, so I don't have exact quotes, but paraphrasing mm-hmm. along the same vein of that that mm-hmm. that that what was in the study was basically that when it came to intimate type conversations, women were better at that among their friends. Yeah, and that with men, they often reserved those for when they were in romantic spaces. Yeah. Um, and so then when you look into the word that a lot of people like to, to go up in arms about, uh, the friend zone, right? Yeah. When you have the, the duality of, there are people who legitimately try to be predatory based off of, I'm just going to be a friend so I can slide in. Right. Yeah. That's, that's legitimate. That's, that happens. But then the, the conversation that I've seen a lot is, uh, or saw posted a lot at one point was not enough is talked about women who lose a friend that they thought was actually their friend only for the guy to actually just be trying to, you know, Oh yeah. To, to trying to get whatever, in their pants. Right? right. And, and the, the, the study was basically saying like, there are a lot of times where there are some men who were confused because when they are in a genuine friendship area, they're not used to actually having intimate type conversations or intimate space without it being romantic. Right. And so it's yeah. like, oh, well then you, you, I've seen men. Well, why would she say this, this, and this, or do this or blah, blah, blah. If she wasn't into me. No, no, no. no Cause that's just called being a friend, bro. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You don't know what it means to actually <laughs> communicate and have, and have those <laughs> some it, real genuine concern or someone who wants to do something for you or with you because they appreciate you as a human, as a person, as their friend, not as the person they're trying to dick down. And in, like, mo- and in a lot of cases, it's because they're not socialized that yeah. way. And, and so we we, we kind of got to get that, like you said, get away from the everything has to be done in the vein of when are we getting some pussy? Correct. Right. Like it actually has to be spaces where we can connect with each other and and, and bond or create structures outside of. Correct. The one singular goal, <laughs> and then and and then later and, and then later uh, we can introduce pussy. Um, <laughs> I I, ne- I I never want to leave that completely out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stress that enough. Um, but yeah, so I I I, I think that's a productive thing that I think men that are uh, getting in touch with. Um, their softer sides, I think we can invest in that a little more um, 
I, I'm I'm I guess I'm grateful and maybe I'm a little spoiled in uh my experiences with my fellow nigga. Um that we I think we have a pretty usually have a pretty productive relationship and a pretty productive conver- a pretty productive uh interaction in terms of uh that and in terms of kind of being able to bond and talk about the hard things. Mm-hmm. So, um, another, uh, another call for niggas to tighten up. Um, I would gratefully appreciate it. Um, can I post, uh, post Father's Day wish a happy Father's Day? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, make anybody listening feel better. (laughs) See, there you go. Um, I just want them to be supported. Fair enough. Fair enough. We at the, I mean, we at the age where you know some of us are fathers. Or that's true. We we had to have that conversation about the big, you know, our big um, trick trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Is that where because Euphonic jumped the gun, and you know, in the in the spirit of trying to get people to come out, um, just because you know he's he's in he's in a new phase of life and. You know, he he just really wants to bond with everybody, and he's always the one who's about putting as much of the team together as possible. Um, the glue, someone would say. Um, he was like, I mean, we can make it a kid friendly thing, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oz does not like the kids. It's not that Oz doesn't like the kids. It's not that. It's that Oz doesn't like the kids when he's drinking. Oz doesn't like the kids when he's drinking, and I don't think the kids should be around Oz when he's drinking. <laughs> um, that's more, to me, that's more, I that's a bad example, these, because these are the children of people that I respect and I think are producing good p- human beings to be out in the world. Mm. I don't want to be the bad example. I don't want to be, you know, uh, you know Uncle Oz be wilding. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, uh, Euphonic and some of the other guys are, are a little more invested in being, um, a, being a good male role model. Yeah. Because they spend more time with them. I'm not in a position to be anybody's role model. So I don't spend as much time with the kids. And, no, and I, I kind of feel like that's for their benefit. I'm, yeah, I'm not in a position for that. I, I, also... I want to be able to teach kids something other than fucking comics, man. Like if I'm just being honest. Um but yeah, so yeah, we've had that so we've had that talk and I'm I I'm we are at that point. And they had to tell we had to talk about it, but we are at that point where we're in we're in the minority in terms of being unmarried, in terms of not having children. Mm-hmm. Uh some of us like it that way, some of us do not. Um but there it is. Um, so yeah, we should definitely be evolving different ways to interact and love each other within those circles um, as we're evolving as men and as people. Largely, um, I've definitely done more than more than enough waxing poetic about that shit. Song of the week. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us this week? Um, this is kind of fire, man. I'm going to go ahead. I, I'm just going to go ahead and jump out there and let y'all know that this shit is fire. Um, this is from an artist called named Honey Baby. 
Baby is spelled B X B Y. Bixby. I Bixby. I always think. I immediately think of Bill Bixby. Bixby. Big the the Bixby. uh the Incredible Hulk. Mm, mm. Uh. Well, not only the Incredible Hulk, but all niggas from my era of Southern rap music should know the infamous "My Name's Bill Bixby." See, see, you see, you missed it. You missed it. You weren't listening to Tila back then. That's gonna be a song of the week one of these weeks. But, <laughs> um, no. yeah, when I want to be in some bullshit, when I want nobody to know, I tell him my name's Bill Bixby. I'm going to take your word for it, Mr. Bixby. <laughs> when Outkast got punked and the police came over to him and were taking statements, first thing out of Andre 3000's mouth, my name is Bill Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. It was one of the greatest punk moments of all time. Um, So we're going to get into it. This is from Honey Baby. The song is called Touching. I just want to prepare you and manage your expectations. Um, if you're driving, pull over. Oh, in that case, can I dedicate this song to somebody? Yes. Okay. It's dedicated. She knows. Oh, okay. If you were if you were driving, pull over. If you were at, <laughs> if you were at work, put your headphones on and maintain your calm because this shit is hard. I'm just telling you now. And we'll be right back. We're going to have a great podcast. We'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Clap for it, white people. Okay, so my dumbass did not take the mute button off and was wondering why we weren't getting any sound. <laughs> because Oz is a fucking genius. And by the way, I don't want to hear any shit because I'm sober. <laughs> I'll probably have Randall edit this out. Let's fix that. Uh, the sober part. <laughs> we might need to. <laughs> Uh, so uh, more opinions while black clap for it white people Touching, touching, touching on me when you touching, touching. 
And that was Touching by Honey Baby. And and it sampled one of my favorite bass lines of all time. Damn. Bro. <laughs> I did not expect to get some sexy shit out of a, but what, what was that, Extinction Level event? Yeah, that was on a, uh, um, that was the Extinction Buster Level. Rhymes. Yeah, that was the Extinction Level event album. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, that's. That's instant fire. That is the that is what Dylan referred to as the hot fire. My brother used to play that on the drums during church. Like <laughs> we would be in a song or whatever, right? And he flipped the beat up, and they'd just be like, "See, see, elders don't like this." Hey, look, my mom loved it because she didn't know this. She didn't know the original. She just liked uh, the right. new groove. Yeah, it just it just went hard. That's all. And then she knew that it was a rap song, right? right? Because the reactions from like you know some of the other youth. But the way my mom was was like, "Hey, look, we in church and y'all are more engaged and enjoying what's going on in the service, right? Then do it. Oh, you." You want to remix a rap song and put some gospel lyrics over it? Go ahead. We can make DMX some gospel tonight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Because those are the best youth programs. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Actually, yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna go ahead and get a little sip in. We're uh oh god, what is this? It's rum. You don't have to name the brand, but this uh, rum. Yeah, this is a Jamaican rum. Yes, yes, please. Um, from the barrel. My, from the barrel. Yeah. I got to get one of the barrels, man. <laughs> but uh, the basically, um, I, this is like prep for for the for the big for the trip. Uh, getting my tolerance in order. 
oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of you, Oz. I'm gonna see, get you ready. My man. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's community. That is brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, what's going on? Let me take a look at the rundown here. Oh man, we do have an RIP. Um a Olympian athlete, uh, a a black woman, God, yeah. uh by the name of Tori Bowie, uh was found dead in her home. Um and this is not a recent RIP, but it's but um since the uh Autopsy and the the science has gone on. Um, basically, uh, looking at her uh, complications, she had complications in childbirth. She was eight months pregnant, and they have been looking at the uh, circumstances um, of her death, according to, or at least the circumstances of her her health at the time, according to the autopsy. Um, this is from, this is actually from Time, uh, magazine. Uh, Tori was 30. This is by Allison Felix, by the way, who was, I, I love her work. Um, Tori was 32 when she died. According to the autopsy, possible complications contributing to Bowie's death included respiratory distress, eclampsia, seizures brought on by preeclampsia, a high, a high blood pressure disorder that can occur during pregnancy. Um, and she goes on, and she goes on to say, "This these, these are um, complications that can that can be normal, but can affect black women uh, disproportionately because of because of our health history, because of their health history." Um, I wanted to highlight this because I I get a little judgmental about the health uh, about the health nerds and the health freaks and all that mm-hmm. but it's we're not ignorant to the realities of health complications in the black community particularly for black women black women I want I I I kind I think I got the statistic wrong but I believe it was said that black women the mortality rate for childbirth mm-hmm. is like, I think you're like twice as likely um, than uh, than um, other counterparts. Let's see. Let me, let me scroll down. Maybe I saw this. Um, according to the CDC, in 2021, the, the maternal mortality rate for black women um, was 2.6 times the rate for white women. Man, y'all, and these are and these are scary things because this is something that's supposed to be as simple and as natural as childbirth. I don't think childbirth is simple, bro. I don't think it's simple. I'm not saying that, but what I mean is, it's a part of life. It's a yeah. part of you know. It's a it, it's a routine. I want to say it's a routine part of life, and. What we're even what we're exposed to, I don't know what your biology class did in high school, but they they did actually show us a full live childbirth when in like tenth grade. I I saw mine. What? When I, when I wanted to run away from home as a kid. I'm sorry, we're because we're not going to glaze over that. <laughs> 
That was my father's response was, oh, you, you want to run away. Do you know what your mother went through? No, you don't, because you're a child and you're ignorant. Here, sit down. This is what your mother went through to have you. <laughs> what? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I, it, it, that's so fun. I'm so fortunate to grow have grown up in the family that I did because I don't think my mom <laughs> wants to see that shit again, <laughs> let alone my father. <laughs> my father is freaked out, but my father rested, may God rest his soul, was freaked out by nothing. When I say nothing, my mom was a sci-fi horror nerd and he came over to her house. This is before I was born um, when they were dating. He came over to her house and saw she was watching Alien. Great movie, one literally one of my top five favorites. Just, just good the whole way through. Um, but he walked in and saw the part where the alien is coming out of poor Ash. Yeah, he walked right back out and went home and said, "We're not. I, no, I'm not doing this." My dad couldn't even watch Blade Two. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just tell you like that. My, <laughs> My dad was a tough motherfucker, but there was some shit he just wasn't looking at. Okay. Okay. Um, it was very interesting watching the shit he could and could not uh, bear witness to because he could totally watch Jason Statham cave some guy's head in in the transporter. Um, <laughs> so, um, but uh, but anyway, man, it's, like I said, this is supposed to be one of the things that is a common part of life um, that is supposed to be a joyous, most of the times a joyous occasion. And still, because we are black in America, because black women are black in America, it's another, it's another level of fear. Yeah. And we have, there have to be, elements and 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 fear because it's not lost on anybody black man or black woman that the mortality rate is different partially because there is a there's a large element of don't give a fuck about us there's that of don't of people who don't give a fuck about us and in general women's health care and i've said this before and i'll always say it whenever it's brought up uh black women are not believed enough in regards to their own health. That's an excellent point. And there is... A dismissiveness. A, there's dismissiveness. There's uh, consistency in terms of believing that they can take more pain than other people or et cetera. And it's it's stupid. It is or that they're just stupid. generally unhealthier from the jump. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot. I've seen a lot of those stories where a woman will, where a woman will complain about something completely reasonable, and the doctor's just like, "We'll lose weight." Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, but my 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 finger, I I hit my finger in the door. Not even that. My finger's swollen <laughs> for no reason. Lose weight. Yeah, my lose one it. finger is swollen for no reason. I just lose weight. Yes, that's crazy. Um. I just, I, 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 it's a very sad, unfortunate situation. It's horrible. It's and horrible. And I just wanted to shine. I, it, it you know, it went by um, one of those weeks when we were off, and I didn't want that to go unnoticed, especially not with the autopsy results and everything. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Tori Bowie. Her and her family. Uh, um, condolences to the family. Uh, that's that's got that's a rough thing. So there's a there's a poem I heard uh, recently, right before Houston sent off uh, a group for the Southern Fried Tournament. Okay. Uh, so one of the Houston Slam teams is called a uh, Smoke Slam, mm-hmm. and one of the women on that team, Lachelle the Shooter. Okay. Has this phenomenal piece says, "Save me if you have to choose between the baby and me." Wow! Save me, Jesus man! And it is. Oh my god, <sighs> that's rough. It, it is. It is just emotionally eye opening. Okay. Yeah. Um, but R.I.P. to her. Yeah, um, that's rough, man. Condolences to the family. That that definitely sucks. Oh boy. Um. Uh, slightly more up. Well, definitely more upbeat. Um. I'm trying to get back into talking about new music. Killer Mike dropped a new album. I heard it was amazing. It is fucking incredible, and I have to say, um, I will probably have more thoughts on a, on a Patreon sooner than later. Um, as far as we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a, um, I think, I think that, uh, breaking down the album bit by bit thing that we did recently with Daniel Caesar went well. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll replicate that at some point. Um, I would like to have Randall in for that, but the killer Mike album is fucking smoking. I, my God, um, this is what you can do. When you it, we again we me and Randall have talked about this endlessly on air. This is what happens when you shut the fuck up, stop involving yourself with dumbass takes from dumbass political figures. Shut the fuck up. Go away and work on your craft. You get good music. And I'm not saying Killer Mike has never put out good music because, you know, uh, RTJ 1 through, what, 3 is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, But there has been a long-standing call for Killer Mike to shut the fuck up and get out of politics because it's not serving anyone. This album is serving every fucking body. <laughs> this is the hardest shit Michael Render has put out in quite some time. Okay. And that's standing on what is already a highly respectable discography. He went hard on this shit. Now I've only gone through it like maybe once and once once and a half, but it has passed the Call of Duty test. Wait, so what's the Call of Duty test? Randall's very annoyed by the Call of Duty test, but if I can get through the whole album uh while having a Call of Duty session and I don't skip anything, it's a winner. Randall is very annoyed by the Call of Duty test. Because it's not an active listen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're engaged, right? 
with, but it's a feeling, right? With shit like Killer Mike, that's what I signed up for. Yeah, something to uh, end digital lives to. <laughs> um, and as what some may call, uh, in, in terms of Call of Duty, in, as what some would refer to as a death dealer, I take the music uh, I play while I'm dealing death. Seriously. Very seriously. <laughs> I I I'm it, So you're not listening to like the Beatles? Probably not. Maybe the White Album. Not the White Album, the Grey Album. You remember uh, the um it was mixed it was DJ Danger Mouse mixing uh Black Album with uh the White Album. Okay. Maybe the Grey Album. Maybe. Honestly, I need to re Refine that or re-download or re-buy it. I don't remember if I bought it in the first place, but um, that's worth a pickup again. Because um, the older I get, the more I miss Jay-Z when he was making music and when he was making good music a um, long time ago. So, um, Killer Mike right now, just where I am with the album, only gave it a couple of listens. I'm going to go... <sighs> Eight out of ten. Okay. Eight out of ten. Eight point five out of ten. Very respectable. Very respectable. Not, but not in the nine. Very consistent. I gotta listen to it again. I got. I, I need another couple of listens before I can confidently give it a nine. But you said it's like one of the best in his. Discovery. It is one of the best things he has ever done with his musical career. It is. Um. Do I? And again, maybe I have to go back and listen to. Uh, Arts EJ 2 maybe that was my favorite but do I think it's better than that I have to listen to that one to know okay so just a, just an initial listen very strong very strong I consider an 8 to an 8.5 very strong okay if I have different feelings about it I will revisit it um also also that's why another reason I want to do a Randall listening uh, get his take on it. The man, the man knows his shit. Yeah, I, I. If you have not noticed by now, anytime music comes up, I just kind of look like deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see a deer in the headlights over like whatever it is you're listening to, but if they had like one of them little cameras that that like popped up, you'd see just huh. Oh, I'm very proud of my music selections. <laughs> I'm very proud of my music selections. I'm always listening for and to new music. Um, I, I am very proud of the fact that over five years I've been told that I don't miss with, with the selections. Um, so, yeah, I, I I definitely take my pride on that one. So hit me with the air horns, actually. <laughs> um, another thing we missed over the break. Yeah. Uh, Suki Hana. Uh, those of you don't know, Suki Hana is a young lady rapper uh, who is very sexually explicit, um, who makes, who I just, I've only seen two of her videos, but easily, easily makes tip drill look like the Teletubbies. <laughs> um... As you can, as you've noticed, I consider Tip Drill the gold standard, and anything beyond that 
is amazing. Like Janelle Monae's video. Um, it's almost the woman tip drill, but it, it doesn't objectify somehow. Hey, I'm with it. Uh, I'm with it too. So Suki Hana, young lady rapper, um, at some point formerly of love and hip hop, um, was at, I think this was a crew league event, but, um, was at a crew league event with like Lil Duval and funny Marco and other people I don't find funny. And YK Osiris, a well-documented weirdo, showed up on stage and tried to kiss Sukihana. Showed up on stage, walked up behind her and was like rubbing her shoulders. But it was like that creepy, that creepy boss rubbing your shoulders kind of thing. I think I saw this. And then like reached down and tried to kiss her and... Like you, she was smiling, but also she looked like she wanted to fucking dive under the table, uh, in just her fresh, her flesh crawling, and and nobody stopped him. So it was so awkward, and, and now, and well, I'll get into that. But he tried again. He made another pass, and she was like, "No, chill." And. I'm of two minds about this. About the uh, no, I'm not of two minds about this. This nigga nasty and he needs his ass whooped. The thing that I'm of two minds about, everybody's well, she didn't. Well, the other guys didn't do anything. Uh, if they if they were going to do something, they should have done something on the second pass. I don't know who's dating who. So I don't. It, I was. It, so if you're looking for facial cues, maybe we're not always looking for that, and we should be. But. I want to feel like they were as shocked as as everybody else, because because just not knowing the circumstances of what's going on with them, or if that's if that's supposed to be a romantic surprise or whatever. Now they're not fucking, and they're not apparently they're not intimate at all. And I think the problem with this is the culmination of it's because it's representative of something that's not an isolated incident. Oh, for him? For her. Oh. Uh. And so it's nasty. It's already nasty, and he already kind of needs his ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. But there's two things we have to consider now go- coming from that. One, how she's treated in other spaces. She was on another podcast. She was on, like, I think she was on, like, Candy Burris' podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not familiar with the co-host, with the guy they have on there, but he was very upfront with what he wanted to do to her what the fuck? in a way that was not charming in a way that was aggressive for someone you've probably never met that was borderline no not borderline it was creepy because he eventually opened his phone and showed her um a picture of his dick why would you do that and said that, and because she she and and said that well you know I've heard the songs about what you do you know I want you to show me I want you know I'm, I want to know and he just talking about how he wanted to put his tongue in her ass and all this shit and it was very out of line it was it was clearly making her uncomfortable and she was like that's not something I just do with anybody uh, that's not something I just want to 
I just want to engage in with you or right now. Hey, look, it, I make jokes in, on here and we talk about, you know, I got the, the villain super house, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm pretty upfront about what it is that I do and I'm comfortable <laughs> with. However, that don't mean I want to do it with you. Like, don't Correct. don't think just because I talk about something that that implies you now entitled to that same space. Like, I hate that there are niggas out here who still not have gotten it through their head that just because a woman even acknowledges that sex exists means that they want to have sex with you. they want to have sex with you. Or that they're asking to be (laughs) sexually harassed. Like, that's not how that works, bro. Like, shit. Unless she says to you, I want to fuck you. You doing correct. Then then chill. Chill the fuck out. You doing things in a certain way or someone else being turned on by you living your life, basically, uh, in a way that makes you happy and suits you is not consent. Exactly. It's not. It's, it's not. And for all the niggas that are talking about, well, she portrays this and she says this, that, and the third in her raps, and she 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 acts like this in public and this, that, and the third. Um, niggas talk about sex explicitly in rap every day of the fucking week. Should they be sexually harassed too? I don't think they should. No, nah. I don't think that gives a woman the right to walk up to you and put you and. and put a tongue in your mouth that's not and it's so the first thing i thought of i don't know if you remember that famous picture of the troops coming home and one dude just grabbed that lady and kissed her for the picture which made a which made a beautiful picture but turned out to be a very creepy thing because that woman we came to find out later that that woman didn't know that man from a can of paint yeah i i Grew up thinking that that was like a reunited couple. Correct. And found out as an adult, no, this is just a dick. Yes. Titled who is literally assaulting somebody and then it's captured and made a famous photo. And and a narrative is created around it for generations. Like that is, that is peak bullshit. And why K. Osiris? And it wouldn't be... And then... It wouldn't be such a no. It would still be a big deal. It should be a big deal, but um, it turns out one YK Osiris is a well documented weirdo with women. I remember. I remember uh, one time. I think I talked about this on Patreon, maybe where uh, um, what was it? Uh, Regina Carter, uh, Lil Wayne's daughter, oh. and her man were fighting. Or they were, you know, she was very just open about them having having some issues about a thing, and YK Osiris wasted no time jumping on live and pretty much begging to get in her pants, and was like, you know, you need a you need a nigga that'll do this, this, and this, and uh, you know, that nigga not treating you right, and this, that, and the third, and then Regine's and then Regine's dude um almost pulled up and probably almost pulled up and whooped his ass. Um, it was a lot of shit behind that, but just, just general loser shit, just general, you're a fucking loser shit. And now, and now it turns out that 
a former assistant of YK Osiris may have received the same treatment at some point. Oh, so he just out here being a serial. He's just nasty. He's just nasty. And he needs his ass whooped. And I do, I do agree with the general, no matter what I said about the, the initial response, the initial reaction in, and everyone there being in shock. Once the shock is over, and once and once this has come out that that was not a cool thing for him to do, and that she don't know him from a can of paint, and that there was no previous relationship where there was consent involved, I'm looking at you, Charlemagne. Because mm-hmm. uh, Charlemagne definitely suggested, oh, well, what if they were a couple previously? Or No, that's not the case. Um, He needs ass whooped. He needs that. Even in my friend circles, there is we're all very fun and flirtatious and wild. There is a level of yo chill. Oh yeah, bring it back. It, it, if you if you stepping outside, then you don't even have to be an asshole about uh, you're chill. Doing too much. chill. I've, I've had I've had to do that. I've had that done to me. You know, so it's been it's been something like, hey, you know what? Um, in fact. <laughs> Uh, and we we make jokes about it because we become friends now. Yeah. But when I first met uh, one of my friends, like I was being way too overboard with the flirting, all that you know, things that I was saying. And uh, one of the other uh, poets in the community, you know, walked up to me and was like, "Hey, you need to chill. You're doing too much." Da 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 da. And I can appreciate. That being said, you know, what I I'm love saying? you. <laughs> and by the way, I love your generation for that. Uh, your your era of the community. I love your era of the community for that because I can say my era and the one before mine, the one that was supposed to be mentoring us, vastly sexually overcharged. So, so much bullshit behind that, man. <laughs> I could I can't even go into go into it fully on air. I just <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I definitely know it's it's an ongoing yeah thing. And not everybody in the in the community likes it. Like it was one of those things where some people were into it, and some people and you you know it was man, it was a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that's some that's some creep shit, man. And why kill Cyrus? Man, he's a fu- and I, it, there's even room to mentor him but the people that should be mentoring him are too busy defending the bullshit uh meek mill was doing the same shit uh he's a good kid you know i don't want y'all to be too hard on him it was just it was out of context it wasn't out of context it wasn't out of context that girl he was trying to put his tongue in that girl's mouth here's 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 the wild thing we talk about on social spaces, why women don't report X, Y, Z when something happens. And it's because of situations like this where you literally see what the man is doing and still try to come up with hypotheticals. So then when you get to a situation where, oh, well, I wasn't there, so I just don't know. It's yeah. it's. It's, there's two sides to every story, Shit. like it, the bullshit like that. Like when, when, whenever I hear conversations that say that, what you were just saying in terms yeah. of uh, he was young, or you know, it's blowing, being blown out of proportion. No, 
another thing, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, I don't really care about Michael J- Michael Jordan uh, selling the Hornets um, other than to say I feel like that's game, set, match for him. Um, I mean, he made he made look, some money on it. He's made he's made plenty of money. Uh, he's at a point now where you don't have to be out there like that, and he has enough revenue. You don't have to be out there like that. Look, I feel like he's he he's achieved his version of world domination. He's made all the money. He's got a legacy of uh of awesome to mid shoes. Um. He's hailed as he's hailed as the goat against pretty much every other goat that comes after him, and some that have come before. And most importantly, uh, he has defeated his nemesis, uh, Scottie Pippen, by um, having his son uh, fuck his ex-wife. Um, I feel like that's game set match, y'all. <laughs> They're literally doing a podcast together where she's talking about having this baby. Um, that's game set match. He, Jordan won. He won them all. He's he, in the immortal words of Denzel Washington and Antoine Fisher. You the champ, son. You defeated everybody that's defeated you. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. I, I but I don't really care about that. And I the, honestly, the less said about Larsa Pippen, the better. Um, just frolicking, just a fucking frolicking. I, I'm, I'm with it, man. Um, I was like, it's too hot to leave the door open. It's far too fucking hot for that shit. Um, it's way too hot. <laughs> but my, he wants to be out in the heat. My God. Um, what else? There was something else I wanted to go over. Oh God, yes. Dr. Umar was right about something. I personally am afraid. What? Rewind this. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to find it. You said what? Dr. Umar was right about something. Okay. So we're on broken clock time of the podcast. (sighs) Or broken clock time. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Yes. Um, I want to find this. Okay, here it is. So Umar was on somebody's podcast. I don't know these clowns. I'll probably never look them up again other than to look up the uh, uh, TikTok that this was on. But it's been making the rounds. And now granted, all of Umar's language was not on point. We, We can't have everything. So the whole thing about feminine versus masculine in the context that these gentlemen are using it, I think we can forego and say that Umar is getting the gist of it. But I can honestly say that in the, in the course of two minutes or so, Umar cooked these niggas. Wait. You oh, really agreeing with Dr. Umar on just, uh, I'm telling you, dog. Wait a minute. What? What could he possibly have said that would make Oz agree? You are about to find out. I'm trying to rewind it. This this is this is like I feel like I'm in one of those fantasy alternate reality kind of situations now. You will see. As a matter of fact, yeah, go ahead and close the door for him. 
I want to make sure you hear all of this. Oh, that's not what I wanted you to hear all of. I mean, you know. I always forget to turn my Spotify off, man. <laughs> and then somebody, and then a listener is going to go, wait, what was, that, what, was that, what was that song you accidentally played? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It was, it, <laughs> shit's on shuffle. What do you want me to do? Um, Shazam it. Shazam it. Correct. Black men willingly leave the household, or was it the system that was? It was systemic, black? right? So, how, if we if if we giving them grace for them having to do it without us, but it wasn't our fault, how what? are we not getting that same grace and that same respect? I'm gonna tell you why. Why? I'm gonna tell you why. Because black men, as the leaders of the community, now uh, we can't be leaders. Here's the here's the question Women we got to make. That? Here's the here's the question. Uh, because the argument y'all make, yeah, feeds into the feminist agenda. Okay. It's mm. an argument that says, I don't want the responsibility. I'm a leader. I don't want to fix shit. Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall back and let her run everything. That's what the feminists tell. They say, look at them, making excuses for why they can't be better men, making excuses for why they can't make better men. You understand? Mm. Your argument feeds the feminist narrative. That's, not, that's not what we make excuses for. We, I'm saying I am the better man, but yeah. I shouldn't be held responsible because you wanted to choose a Pookie and a Ray Ray. That's not me. I work too hard in my go life. Back to what I said Pookie and Ray Ray shouldn't exist. And the only reason why Pico, Pico and Ray Ray exist because we're not in the community making those boys the men they need to be. Do you All see right. that? And she uh, don't get a Pookie if you, you didn't allow a Pookie. But she ain't come to Eli. She went to Pookie. And that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> she wouldn't have had a Pookie if we didn't allow one. I worked too hard in my life. Right. She wouldn't have had a Pookie if we didn't but, allow one. But Dr. Umar. We men supposed uh, to make the braids the boys. Right, right. We right. as so men, we as men, is holding other men accountable for, for the same thing that you're talking what, about what, right what, now. What, what are we doing for the young brothers in the street? So what you mean, mentoring them? Now I mean he's a great father. Mm-hmm. My, I ain't talking about that's individual. I, that's good, uh-huh. but that's individualism. Yeah. What are we doing collectively as men mm-hmm. to change the trajectory for black boys in the streets right now? I, I Nothing. We're, we're being but a talking shit. Yeah, I mean you could take it's it. It's not that. going to get better mm-hmm. unless we put hands on deck. The reason the athletes and the rappers are the role model, mm-hmm. the professional black men moved out the hood. Where the dentist at? He ain't in the black community no more. Mm-hmm. Where the lawyer at? Where the business owner at? Where right. your city council person at? We abandon we black boys, and then we blame black men for poor choices in mates that they should not even have to make if we did a better job raising our boys the right way. At the end of the day, if I'm going to call myself a man, mm. the ultimate responsibility for reconstruction of the black community rests with me. Mm. Yes, they have a role. Mm. Yes, they have responsibility. Mm-hmm. But as a man, as a leader, mm. to say I can't fix this shit unless she changes, that's not the definition of a man. I, I don't anymore. see. Yeah. I think we're, we're, not, we're on two different accords. Like, yeah. I don't think we're saying that. What I'm saying is, I am. I'm capable of being that leader, that provider. I've worked hard in my life. You get what I'm saying? I should not have to. Do, you still go back to individual. But I only feel like we tell black men that we have to now deal with masculine women, women with children. Why by is other, she masculine? Because she's got, had to raise the kids alone. Not one woman, so brother. Tell me, a I, whole I, community. So you mean to tell me I, the only woman I can look forward in my life is a masculine woman that has kids by no, other men? No, That's what I have to no, look forward to? But I'm see. telling you, mm. mistakes made by black men mm. systemically mm-hmm. gave rise to the conditions that allowed her to be masculine and made her end up with a man that you consider to be less than what he should be. And I'm telling you, black men are responsible for 
for hurt being masculine because we have not helped to raise them children. I, I am and not. when I say help them raise them children, I don't mean you as the stepdad. No, yeah, yeah, I, I mean you yeah, yeah. as an active member Definitely. in the community yes. where we go to every single parent black mother and say, how many sons you got to? How many sons you got to? Well, guess what? That's your son's big brother. That's your son's big brother. He taking them to school. He doing the homework. He going to spend a couple hours with him every Saturday. He got his own kids, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he's going to make time for you. She got masculine because she had to become masculine in order to deal with the rape, the abuse, the domestic violence, the, the disappointments that men had in her life, and also raising those kids and have to take care of herself all at the same time. The black woman has been the be-all, in-all in our community for half of a century, and now we want to turn around and say because she didn't do it perfectly enough or remain feminine enough when she had to absorb our responsibilities plus her own, that's insensitive and disingenuous. This you next know, person, yo, I, can, I, can, I can, I can, you know, I will, I will say I agree with the final summary line. I will agree with that final summary line. Um, I didn't think I would ever agree with Doctor Umar, but I will Omar agree with that. Cook them niggas. I will agree with that final summary line, and yeah, and that's basically the thesis of what he was saying. Um. Like I said, he like I said, the language was the language wasn't perfect, and it was you know there was some he had some hotepish notions there. I yeah. get it, but for the most part, the 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 essence of what he was saying, he got to he gets the gist. Yeah, and I and and I and I can agree with the general gist of don't put the blame on women. Hold when, when we're not holding <laughs> us when we're not holding ourselves accountable, and I and I feel like that goes back to what we were saying earlier, just in terms of with the Father's Day, what does it mean for black men to make space for each other? For each other, correct. We're not even doing that at the basic levels <laughs> of our interactions. So, like, when 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 the old dude was talking about, oh, well, you know, I as my responsibility, I do this, I do that, blah, blah, blah. But, again, go, I can just keep going in circles. It, it's well, fine, it's fine. Well, too. even the way they started the conversation was, well... If the things that happened to us as black men were out of our were, were out of our control, why aren't we getting the same grace as black women? You're not getting the same grace as black women because niggas don't even want to admit to wrongdoing to begin with. Mm -hmm. You can't get grace for something you you can't admit is even happening or even happening within your control. You can't do that. You can't have it both ways. And I know he's not here right now, but one of the things I love about my uh, Airbnb guest, yeah. as I've I've interacted and watched, mm -hmm. is how he gives emotional space for his son. Yeah, yeah. You know I for that? there's there's a degree of sensitivity to him that I appreciate. Like he he does a lot in terms of giving that 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 development growth, and then showing what responsibility looks like. Right, and and still kind of like lifting up. Right, and I feel like there's more that of that that needs to go on even from the the perspective that was going on with it the, the those guys it was like everything was well this is what i did i'm not responsible for and that, and that's like, commendable no, take, brother it's like it's good to be one thing for yourself but what are you teaching what are you doing well, not even not what even you, where are you holding other people accountable <laughs> well not even that it's that sometimes black men ride with these rose-colored glasses that because i'm holding it down um, and I can even say I'm guilty of this sometimes that because uh, the men in my crew are usually holding it down. Yeah. That that sometimes that blinds us 
to women's lived experiences. Say that part again, because just because I'm it's doing, not hypothetical, right? <laughs> it's not hypothetical. Be going, son. Like, bro, it, it's it's it is funny to me, and I've seen this. I know you've seen it because you're even more in in the interaction mm-hmm. aspects of, but. Women will literally say their lived experience, and then nigga will get on the comments and say some hypothetical shit, and tell them that that's what they're experiencing is not the case because of a hypothetical you came up with that probably didn't even happen to you. Right, right. <laughs> that's where you get these. That's why I love that. I love that saying that goes around on the internet of all the things that didn't happen, this probably didn't happen the most. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. That's hilarious to me. Um, but a stop clock is right twice a day. And I've never, do I think Umar is a con artist? Yes. Mostly. Yes. Do I think that Umar to a degree knows his shit, which is why I, yes, which is why I tend to be more disappointed in him because he knows he knows enough to know that some of the things he says are off. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, there and then are, the choices that he's making based off the information he does have. Well, the choices he make, uh, he, he's making are not based off of the information he has. The choices he's making are based off of what he can convince, um, what he can convince donors of. Let me rephrase that. He makes choices in spite of the information. Correct. He has. There we go. Okay. Very, very much right. Um, let's see. Do I have anything? That's not. Yeah, it, that's a pretty good main rundown. Um, we can take a break right here. We'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up, clap, white people. I have more rum. You, do, you, do, you have more rum. No, I'm not. It's too hot to get fucked up. (laughs) It's not fucked up if everyone's doing it. God damn it. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. So help me God. We're rumming it up today, apparently. I have I have plenty of hydration here, but the, the rum is not gone. The rum I was the rum is not gone. The rum is amazingly enough at this house, the rum is never gone. <laughs> um Oh man. Um actually no, I'll leave that for a, a Patreon, but um, I was I was actually outside last weekend, very briefly. Yeah, it was a young lady. It was a friend of mine's birthday, and she had a little party, um, in a little nice joint in the Heights. Okay. Um, where you know apparently it was just nine dollar beer night or some shit. Um, nine. That wasn't. It wasn't nine, but beer? the. It wasn't nine dollars, but shit was high. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, man, should not have been paying. I, whatever I paid, I should not have been paying that much for a shiner. Um, so 
I did try to be outside a little bit. Uh, I told myself it was going to be a quick dip, drop off her present, yeah, and bounce because I don't like being around her bougie friends. Um, I'm going to make you bougie one day. Well, like hell. <laughs> I, I used it's going to be for Halloween. <laughs> I was going to say, it must be. It must be. I'll, 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 I might do a costume like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho or something. You know. Um, but yeah, I was, and so the thing I hate every time I every time I'm in bougie settings, I run into a nigga that I don't fuck with, that I actively don't fuck with, and he knows why. It's not even directly me. He just he just he fucked over the family in a way, in, over the crew in a way that I consider unforgivable. Mm-hmm. We might get into that on Patreon, actually. Um, I'll leave that for another time. Um, but I hate, and, and then, and then I have to be the asshole, um, because he comes over while I'm watching the game at the bar and what is wrong with you? You don't like that nigga either? Fuck that nigga. I don't like that nigga neither. And uh, Trying to engage me. You know why I don't fuck with you. I hate when people do that. Trying to test the waters because maybe I'm the least connected to the situation. Yeah. Or, so you feel like you're going to get the most clemency from me? Or if you uh, you, you, you know you, you did something wrong to somebody and then you want to go talk to their friend in front of them and then not say anything to the and person. And then don't say anything. Over. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen oh, some people do some, yeah. some ratchet shit like that. Man, just know that I don't know. Now, I'm not the person that's going to just turn up on anybody publicly at a function. But just know that the nothing you're getting from me when you're trying to engage me is because um, unless they give the signal that it's all good, it's not all good and ain't never going to be. Yeah. You know what the fuck you did. That's definitely a Patreon story time. Uh. Cause you fucked over the family on a couple of levels, so yeah, you know you, you know what it is. You know what you did. Um, stop, uh, stop pulling up on me trying to make small talk, dog. Um, <laughs> it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Or that bitch ass nigga that ran up on me. Um, white people must be stopped. What do we, um, uh, so y'all, I think we've entered uh, in, in the span of human, uh, of human scientific exploration and advancement. I think in any era of exploration, there are wins and there are losses. There are setbacks. And sometimes there are lines that have to be drawn because because man will never overpower will, will never truly overpower nature if nature don't want it to the reason i am saying this is because i wanted to be known that some episodes ago myself and euphonic were made fun of 
were ostracized. We did not make fun of you or ostracize you. Not you. Not you. The other one. <laughs> were looked at strangely for our feelings about the ocean. As it stands, the earth is 70% water. Somewhere around there. Roundabout. 70% water. 95% of which is unexplored. I think we need to have a meeting, a come to Jesus meeting, and agree that the 5% of the ocean that has been explored has to be enough. Enough. No, you have to explore the rest of it. Fuck that. Why am I saying fuck that? Because what? Five white people. That was a tourist trip. In a way, they weren't all white. Five non-black people. (laughs) Thank you. Climbed into a submersible built of what I what what I can only assume was frankincense and myrrh. It was carbon fiber. What I can only assume to be, to have been frankincense and myrrh, um, tempered with tape and paper clips, and a fucking Dreamcast controller. It was a Logitech. Logitech hell. Um. And that's why it's even more trash. Logitech, man, Logitech trash. What do you mean? Logitech's one of the best controllers out. They're widespread. You're a PC gamer, aren't you? Yes. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Mind you, I, now, now, and here's another thing. I'm not going to go into my complete rant about it, but the controller really doesn't matter because it's a button. And the only button they needed was on and off. It could be a random switch, a hardwired switch, it could be a little fancy thing with a light in it from the electronic store or Radio Shack for $3. The only control they had on it was up and down. That was it. So you don't need, you know, any type of fancy control for the type of vehicle that they were doing because that vehicle wasn't meant to do the things that other types of vehicles were meant for. Mind you, the military uses Xbox controllers for some of their drones. <laughs> I mean, Xbox controllers, bro. We're gonna we're, SpaceX. We're, you can fly with an iPad. Are you kidding me? I'm not. It is a the, the gloves that they use are touch sensitive. They the whole flight control is on the iPad, and the interface is literally an app that you can download on your phone. Oh, and that's how they, 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 if they need to manually override anything, you can just touch the little buttons on a touchscreen TV. It Controls are not that complicated. So that, that's my big thing. It's just, it, it's, it's easy to make fun of because it's like, oh, this is so common. Yeah. The control parts are not, they don't have to be complicated because so much is controlled by computers now. The big thing is, the actual structure, but continue. There's, there's other things. Um, you know me. I'm on the way. I'm always on the science side. No, I, no, 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 no. That's why I appreciate having you on. <laughs> um, so five non-black people, yep, climbed into a submersible, and 
descended down into the ocean in search of the Titanic. What we know now, they went missing for, now the narrative is that they went missing for some days and, you know, they were down there and that uh, they were down there searching for them and they only had X amount of air. Um, some, I think by the time they really started um, making the rounds on the news, they were talking about it was like 52 something out, 50 something hours of air. Yeah. Um, and they officially called it. Got a little something going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, officially called it like we're recording this Saturday that they were they called it like Friday. Yeah, it was like Thursday night. It was Friday Thursday morning. night. Yeah. And so, what we know now is that those four or five non-black people were probably almost instantly crushed maybe from what i depending on what outlet you've read maybe liquefied yeah yeah um that and that the and that the submersible was of such quality that the material of the submersible was of such quality and the pressure was such where they were where they were going that even a fish bumping against it the wrong way could collapse the whole thing. And these people would instantly be liquefied. So, there are some people that have extended some grace for whatever reason. Black people got their jokes off. Now, I have not necessarily been one of the people getting his jokes off. I also recognize the reasons and I recognize the ability for the rest of black Twitter to get their jokes off. They may not be right, but it's funny. Here's why largely people think it's funny. Because these one, these people are rich. These people are billionaires. And two of them. Two of them were billionaires. No, two of them were rich. Two of them were rich. Fair one enough. was his son. Yeah, yeah, one was his son. Yeah, who, who, to be fair, thought this was a stupid idea, according to other people, and just went because his dad wanted to go, and it was a Father's Day present or something, or, or just something to do with him for Father's Day. Um, but the son thought it was a stupid idea the whole time. Here's the thing, and this is, and I think this is why... I think this is why people are are expressing the minimum amount of sympathy. From what I understand, all the safety precautions that could have been met, all of the safety precautions that um, all those, all the safety protocols that could have gone through did not, they were, they were intentionally um, superseded. Yeah, and I think that's fine for the CEO who was in the position and was one of the people who was on that sub, right? Because he's the one who's advertising his company, saying that, yeah, we can do it this way, and I can be cheap in these ways, and isn't this funny, and blah, 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 blah. But then one of the things that also is said 
among the 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 people in that community was hey but we also figured out how to monitor this this and that and we have this technology that we built in and that's why we can take these shortcuts because nobody else believes that these prevention measures that we put in are actually good enough and that's why we don't have to do any of these things so if you're somebody who believes like hey i'm gonna go to the airport and get on this plane from spirit because they have to conform you're taking the word for it right but you're, but you're, you're still taking the word for it I'm you not, are I'm not you take, are you are that's true so you're not wrong now, whether you take somebody else's word for it or not, hey, look, you, no, I would not have been on that sub, and I like to be an explorer. But that's, I was say, that's not how <laughs> this was framed by the guy. That's not how this was framed. The quote I read was that, I, and I can't quote him directly, but was basically like, people spend too much time worrying about safety. Mm. No, no, he definitely had that attitude. And and one of the things was he they had, quote, measures for monitoring the structural integrity of the sound of the, the, the system without having to do all the other safety measures that everyone else does. Right. And that doing the carbon fiber approach was easier than doing the steel and blah, 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 because of the measures that they had implemented. Right. Right. So he was like, that's why he was like, nah, everyone else is overblowing things. I work, for a I was gonna say space uh, agency. He works for an agency very <laughs> closely asso- very closely associated with um um space travel, um outer outer orbit travel. Mm-hmm. And I which is why I'm glad to have you on this one because um basically you would almost be the mission control to mission control. Yeah. And so you know that there are on com- commonly on things like this because I know that like what like using traveling in water or uh, using water to acclimate to zero gravity, there are redundancies for that, right? There yeah. are re- even just preparing to prepare for space travel. There are redundancies. Yep. For every level of that, right? And he skipped so many of those things for the safety aspect. Uh, so we, I, we we take we take life seriously in a very different way mm-hmm. uh, because of the accidents that have happened that could have been prevented, right? Correct. Um, so when you look at somebody who willfully is cavalier, that is wrong on on their perspective, right? For Correct. somebody who is in that position to make those choices and then to put aside, like that's 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 fucked up. Yeah, and and I, it's hard for me to have levels of sympathy for someone who's literally reaping their own. Who karma. wasn't taking this seriously? It's it's difficult for me as a person to then also apply that to someone who is along for the ride, regardless of whatever the ride is. The other part of this that I'm bothered by, I think Aries is bothered by it too. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is white people's obsession with the Titanic? With the fucking Titanic? Why? There are certain things that white people are fucking obsessed with that I don't understand to save my life. One of them is Natalie Wood. 
and whether or not uh, Robert, what's his name, and Christopher Walken killed her on that boat. Um, one of them is, uh, what's the other thing that white people were obsessed with? The, the guitar. White people, every white boy I have ever met in the course of my life dedicated some part of their life to learning to play the guitar. It's a, it, it seems like it's not a weird thing because sure maybe they're just creative. <laughs> no, these motherfuckers be like insurance, be like insurance agents, and have wanted to be insurance agents all their life and can just whip out a guitar and play fucking Cat Scratch Fever for you. <laughs> I don't Why? Think that's how that works. <laughs> when I grew up, when I grew up, every actor, every sitcom had a principal character that could just randomly play the guitar and they would just randomly pull out the guitar and and sit at, and sit all the cast members around and just start fucking playing Kokomo for some reason. Remember Full House? Yeah, yes, yes. Every white boy <laughs> in Full House needed us to know that they could play the guitar and that they could jam out with the Beach Boys. Why? Why was this show so fucking obsessed with the Beach Boys? And not only the Beach Boys, but the Beach Boys kind of at their peak right before they started hating each other and making like little splinter groups of the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. We're the Riverside Boys. <laughs> Welcome to the Lake we're, Boys. <laughs> we're the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah? Well, we're the Beach Boys experience. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So one of these days I'm going to understand the relationship. And I think we've had, we might have had someone answer this and I forgot it. Just the relationship between white boys and playing the guitar. And the third one is white people and the Titanic. What the fuck are y'all so obsessed with the Titanic for? Because the it people was dead. unsinkable. According to a white person. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Man, for any other species of people, this would be the this would be the moment where we just stop listening to white people altogether. Nah, it's a it's literally become a tourist attraction. And y'all said a boat the size of Pearland <laughs> was unsinkable. Had no flaws and decided to run it right into a fucking iceberg and killed hundreds of thousands of people. It was only a hundred people. A couple hundred people. It was only a couple hundred people? Yeah. Where the, what, what the fuck were they doing with the rest of the boat? I mean, the boat There's was. so many questions about the Titanic that Jack and Rose have refused to answer and cannot answer for me. Have you seen the film theory talking about uh, the Titanic is actually a sci-fi movie? Excuse me? Okay, so one, look at the creator, James Cameron, right? Oh, Christ almighty. James Cameron, who created Terminator, Avatar, all these other sci-fi movies. The only movie he does have in his repertoire that's not, quote, sci-fi is Titanic. However, if you watch the movie carefully, you can tell that Leonardo DiCaprio's character is actually from the future who was sent back to make sure that the Titanic sunk. Because if those people did get across to America at that particular time, they would have changed the course of World War II. I need a bigger drink than that. <laughs> so, 
there, there's, there, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's great. It's great. It's a, it's a wonderful little fifteen minutes. So they're trying to tell me if Leonardo Ro- DiCaprio is Kyle Reese. Yeah, because look, here's what happens. Because if Rose, when she was feeling suicidal, jumped off the boat because of the socio economic class of her fiance. No, he would no. Have, no, I'm, st- no I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. And then when they started the search pattern for Rose, right, they would have avoided no. the iceberg that sank the Titanic, thus making it to America successfully. The Titanic would have been in play, and then that would have altered the course of the war since the boat that was sunk. Guys, I'm going to apologize right now. <laughs> And we're going to talk about Greg Abbott, <laughs> a white person in real life that needs to be stopped and not a white person in the future or the or that is not this John Connor bullshit. <laughs> Just watch the video. Oz. It's hilarious. Um, Greg Abbott signed stupid things into law over the past couple of weeks. Uh, one, he signed a bill that will basically ban diversity, equity, and inclusion offices and initiatives across uh, higher education institutions in the state. Um, this is according to The Guardian. Uh, I'm not going to click on that because they want me to fucking subscribe to this bullshit. Uh, so so sick of the paywalls. Um, I get inflation, sick of the paywalls. Having said that. So basically, we always talk about Jamal, the the concept of Jamal, bringing a Jamal into your project, bringing a Jamal into your initiative, and having a nigga around that can just say, hey, maybe don't do that. That's a little racist. I call this the Jamal bill. Because they're basically saying that in it will, at least in terms of education, the reason Jamal's were brought in in the first place or Jamal's are brought in in the first place is to is to say that we need someone on hand we need a consultant we need we we need an office we need uh, an initiative dedicated to one making sure we're we're uh hiring diversely making sure that we're enrolling diversely um but but also on a on a business level uh to prevent legal blowback from being too racist mm-hmm. um and if you already have a a stigma of being racist to work towards erasing some of that stigma and Greg Abbott stepped in and said uh, nah i got you go crazy that's batshit insane. He's been batshit insane. I mean, he's been batshit insane. And but, and it's it's really weird. With, I want to say back maybe a year ago, when the Supreme Court mm-hmm. decided to go against Roe versus Wade, and reverse their decision there. Right. I feel like that has emboldened the batshit type governors. DeSantis oh, yeah. and and Abbott to if, move in ways beyond just 
that specific issue. Like, if you survived midterms, if you're on the right and you survived midterms, you're, yeah. you're, you, you, you feel like who going to check me, boo? Yeah. Like they, they, they're doing some wild ass shit right now. No bullshit. You ain't wrong about that. Um, he also signed a bill. Um, uh, Why would he just stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know. It's his job, but at the same time, he sucks at it. Well, he got to use his arms and he got his legs. So, um, basically, he signed uh, a law this week eliminating uh, rules on the job, uh, ordinances in Austin and Dallas and other places that usually would mandate for 10 minute water breaks, particularly for people that work out, that work outside that may work off site. Um, you get 10 minute, you, get, you know, like, like a lot of times, like people, have, I just want people, this is actually a, a picture of how batshit crazy that is. You are allowed smoke breaks. You are allowed a break to feed a nicotine habit given to you largely by the by the tobacco industry mm-hmm. to further the decay and decline of your own respiratory system you are allowed that to this day you are allowed that in most jobs most people i know that are smokers made friends with other people on their smoke break <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to tell you all the story about Kim. (laughs) Love Kim. Hope she's doing well. One of my favorite smoking people of all time. Uh, But you're allowed that. You're allowed a break for nicotine in Texas before you are allowed a break for water. This is in a state that currently, in case you don't live here, is under what is called a heat ridge right now. A what I call a death ridge. <laughs> I thought we referred to it earlier as Satan's asshole, but you know. It I is Satan's be- asshole. I'm using uh, but I'm I'm trying to use the the, the, the scientific terminology. The semi scientific terminology here. <laughs> under a fucking death ridge. It is currently let's see, I'm looking at this. No, I know damn well it's not eighty eight degrees. That's a fucking lie. Um the no, that's a lie. It can't be that much. It's got to be like ninety something. It's like ninety nine degrees probably. The heat index on average over the past two weeks been like one ten. Yeah. You don't know. No, I'm not going to get into how fucking hot that is. This is under a. This is under a city, a state. That has the worst energy grid humanly possible, run by a bunch of greedy, horrible fucks that got literally got people killed two years ago. This heat will literally kill you. Mm-hmm. This is the heat they talk about in Dune, where they rob niggas for water. <laughs> hey, part two is coming out later this year. That should look hard. That should look hard. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to have a real Patreon about how fucking hard uh, Dune Part 1 was and how that one nigga at the end is the biggest hater ever in the history of haters. 
Um, I mean, if you need to no, know fuck what, these white people. I will knife fight them. <laughs> anyway, this is the hottest place you can be right now in the United States of America. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. I'm certain. And you won't let niggas get water? Football coaches let niggas get water. Bro. And the reason we're bringing this up is because obviously this is going to disproportionately affect Latin and black workers because disproportionately in Texas, Latin people and black people work those jobs. And in, in, in the shade, I had, to, I had to double check. This last job I had at the dealership. Oh, yeah, you were saying, yeah. Fail. We wasn't even in the summer if yet. We weren't even in the summer. We weren't even in the summer. And I guarantee you that building had a heat index of 105 degrees. I know this. So do you want to do inventory now? I was already going to quit before inventory. <laughs> that was already the plan. That was, that was the plan. I am going to save up a little, quit right before inventory, uh, do something nice with someone. And, and and have a good time and maybe never come outside again. But the logic here, and guess what? I just saw a news, uh, a, a news story where uh, someone was on the north side, uh, someone who works for like Centerpoint or somewhere on the north side was outside working on the lines and I think maybe he was on his break. I don't know. Some random niggas stole the stole all their equipment because it's mm-hmm. north side. Of course they did. It, it, yeah, it's the north side. So, and he didn't. And as it was, he didn't look very. He didn't look very broken up about it. He didn't look very frustrated. Nor should he have been. Because he needed his water. Because he needed his fucking water. Whatever happens while I'm at lunch ain't my problem. So what I think is Governor Abbott should also sign into accordance the development of a still suit. <laughs> so that way. Niggas just going to be out here drinking their sweat. <laughs> Everybody who works outside can't stay hydrated because what the fuck? I'm telling you, we it, in the summertime, niggas going to be in Texas robbing each other for their water. For the for their body's water. That's the that's the that's the craziest shit about Dune to me. <laughs> Niggas are actively robbing other people for their water. Don't did, cry because you know that's wasted water. Did white people say we can pay you? We can give. We got. We have gold. We have whatever. We can get you off to go off world. We have all kinds of shit. We're important people, and they said, "Man, hurry up and rob them niggas for their water." It's about to be daylight. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Um, fuck Greg Abbott, dog. Like he's he's going to burn. He's going to he's going to burn in no leg hell. Everyone has legs in hell. He don't. That will be his hell. Just, just a life, just a never-ending lifetime of D. Randall pushing him down the stairs. <laughs> Not D. Randall. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Chase him? Send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Along with your listener letters, questions for myself, uh, Fluent, anybody you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, log on to opinionswhileblack.com uh, for ways to listen to us. Um, more information about Houston's most savage podcast. Uh, ways to learn more about this dog who I, who I love now, my fucking nephew <laughs> and uh, ways to become a patron. So you can have uh bonus content, uh, exclusive merch. She's trying to get me to do something. Uh, he's trying to get me to do something. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're good to, to actually pet him now. I'm trying to, I was going to say, Maybe I'm trying not. to show my hands. <laughs> Uh, ways to buy merch. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, page, uh, Patreon. That's right. That's where I was. Patreon. Um, we'll be back with um, couple of listener letters in the top three STFUs. This hey, is Houston's. Mo- what? What you got? I was excited. Wait, because you got the Plant Daddy shirts on the uh, on the site. Plant now, right? Daddy shirts are on sale. Go to opinionswhileblack.com. Plant Daddy shirts are on sale. I'm outside. Merch is also on sale. We're going to open up that, some of that merch and uh, get you guys some cups and other things like that. Um, but all that, the the new summer uh, summer uh, 23 merch is out on sale. Please go get that. Um, and when you do, please tag us on social media um, so we can show everybody how good you look in the new merch. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be back. Couple minutes, Houston's Most Savage Podcast. You know what it is. Clap for it, white people. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, I'm a drinking. <laughs> I'm a drinking. I'm a drinking. But it's good. It's nice and smooth. It is. It is pretty smooth, actually. It's got a nice little caramel flavor to it. You are, you are correct. Um, you can pick them, dog. Um, time for your listener letters. Let me see what I got here. Dip in the old mail bag uh, from, oh, we got something from Shauna Gant. Shauna, Gant, Shauna wants to know, why is Boozy still in jail even after paying the bond? Update, he is not in jail. Uh, he was, let's see, we're recording this on Saturday. He was released Friday. Not only was he released Friday, he went straight to Instagram, the very thing that got him uh, arrested in the first place. Uh, and wanted us to know that not only did he have a new album out same day, that he was on his way straight out of jail to the BET Awards. Do we know if he made it? I do not know. We'll f- I'm sure we'll find out this weekend. Um, but Boozy is free, um, you know, for better or worse. Probably worse. Um, Back to our general court-appointed rapper from Louisiana. <laughs> Um, Rob Montgomery Jr. wants to know what is your favorite go-to snack for when you relax? Talk to him, Fluent. Whiskey? I, I, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and if it's not a whiskey, I I enjoy a cigar and whiskey. Uh, oh, shit. And yeah, those are my snacks that I that I enjoy. Uh favorite go to snacks include for your boy, uh, tortilla chips. Whether whether I have dip or not, apparently, I don't know. I don't know how my family just just is somehow addicted to tortilla chips. Um, other snacks include. So I like. I call them gas station food, but like when you go to the store and you get them little breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. The frozen breakfast burritos for like a dollar a piece or like sixty nine cents a piece or wherever. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of shit. I do. I used to get those, and then I found this gas station on my way to work, mm-hmm. and they make them fresh. Like they got like Ooh. a whole Ooh. like group in this little section of the gas station. They got like this industrial stove. Gas and station burritos. Where is that dog? I don't. I don't know what they put in it. You got to go to the right gas station, but if you find the right place, gas station burrito slap, dog. It, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's man. Wonderful. They could, you know, they could put the little sauce on and like the fresh Yeah, lines. yeah. Man, it's maybe like two seventy five a a little breakfast taco burrito kind of thing. Up. They do like the little pupusas and other th- stuff too. I like that, man. I like that shit. It, sometimes they just be winging it though, like because I'm like, what is that? Cause that's like a whole meal. That's like a, a like meal. Zucchini and and corn and it's peas what they got back carrots. there. It's whatever <laughs> they got back there, and it's still slap. <laughs> hey, um, hey. other I, other go to snacks for relaxing, goldfish. I man, I cannot goldfish. Re- fam, I if I see goldfish, I'm going ham. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that in my notes. Like, if I see goldfish, I'm going ham, egg, and cheese, dog. I'm I'm gonna have some goldfish, just as like uh, an Oz snack. I'm a fu- I will fuck up some goldfish at any time of day or night. Don't fucking matter. Um, goldfish. I'm not much for candy for like candy per se, but if I do, like at the at the little uh, convenience store I go to, every now and then at the checkout they have uh, lemon heads. And I'll tear the I'll I'll tear up some lemon heads. I like lemon heads, um, but yeah, I think that's a good go to snack uh, for oh. relaxation purposes. Also, popcorn. You ever do a uh, lemon heads of Red Hots? I don't like Red Hots. I call them Grandma Candy. Okay, oh, you know you're a hater. <laughs> that's that's Red Hots and like them little orange slices and shit. They slap, but I just I I, they just, I call them grandma candy because that's the kind of shit your grandma used to have in a purse uh, during church. No, grandmas do not have Red Hots in their purse. They have them and them little strawberry. The, the little strawberry. Joints. Thank you. They, they got the little <laughs> strawberry <laughs> candies <laughs> and they got peppermints, bro. Yeah, and you, and you wild it out if you got the spearmint. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the, the spearmint hey. was hitting. The, you know the, the green ones, and then, that shit was hitting. And, and you know, we can't go into Grandma Candy without mentioning the gold star, the gold standard. What, the Werther's? Mm-mm. The little butterscotch. Yeah, that's the little Werther's I, joints. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Werther's original. That's the shit. All I know is I didn't fuck with the butterscotch, but every grandma got one. I was going to say, uh, in, a, in, a, in a clutch moment, they'd be hitting. Um, 
let's see. I had, let's see, how Alan wants to know. He's glad I'm feeling better. Well, I thank you very much. Um, you know how shit is out here. I would feel so much better. I would feel so much better once, um, once it once it stops be when 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 we get an option for weather other than like hot and hot as fuck. Correct. <laughs> um, basically, basically the AC in Texas is either got two settings off and Kenya, and <laughs> off is broken. Uh, for reasons unknown. What else we got? Um, we got. Uh, let me check the Twitter. Before you get to the Twitter, yeah. can I just say thank y'all for actually responding back? Because I just had to let y'all know y'all was slacking. Fam, I was ap- getting worried. We appreciate the interactive dialogue because we love being able we to hear like from me, y'all. And we like, like these questions. We like these questions historically when we're drunk. So oh, th- yeah. th- th- thank you. And, and the fact that I had a couple shots, you know, before. Correct. I'm sorry. I had. I had before I got here? A shot. Okay, fair I don't enough. Know. That's fair. How many drinks am I allowed to say that I had on the? Yeah, on th- th- this is opinions while black. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no. Believe me, there's no drunk shaming. Any drinking we're doing now is moderate compared to how this show started. So let me just tell you that. <laughs> um, D. Randall has literally been on camera flying out of the chair. It's it, it's funny. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know. Who's your favorite sidekick character, and are there any sidekicks that should have been uh, that should have just been the main character instead? Ooh. So, this is an odd question to it's not an odd question, but for me, um, it, it's it's a it, it's a it's a different question because all the sidekicks, and this is just how pop culture is for my generation and beyond. All the people that I have appreciated as sidekicks eventually got their own center stage uh robin yeah yeah i've always been a i've i was a when i was a kid i loved robin once he grew up into Darkwing, but but i was gonna say and for robin there have been so many incarnations of robin um and granted sometimes sometimes you have to graduate him to nightwing but yeah that's Um, what i meant nightwing not dark i'm thinking darkwing (laughs) that's funny now there's a good sidekick now there's a good sidekick. Launchpad is one of the best sidekicks of all time. He was Scrooge McDuck's sidekick, and yeah. he was Darkwing Duck's sidekick. Yeah, yeah. He was a professional. Um, uh, so Robin was a big one for me. Specifically, now Dick Grayson was awesome, but I think to date, right now, my favorite uh, sidekick or my favorite Robin, mind you, is probably Damian Wayne. Um. Because he's exactly what you would think the douchebag son of Bruce Wayne would be. The douchebag son of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul would be. A fucking terror nightmare. <laughs> um, I remember one of the first things when they introduced his character, one of the first things he did was uh try to go out and to, was try to go out and fight evil like he's like he saw his Batman doing. And he came back with a super villain's head. Yeah, because that's what he saw his dad do. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's also half psycho assassin, so there's that. Um, but yeah, um, Robin was always a big side, a big cool ass sidekick with me. Kato, 
For those of you that are not hey. familiar with the Green Hornet, we all know Cato should have been doing his own fucking thing. Not just because he was played by Bruce Lee, but that character in general. Yes, the, the, the Green Hornet had a badass car. The Green Hornet had a badass gun. He was always suited and booted. But when the shit popped off, Kato got to whooping your ass, whooped every ass in the room, just kicking the shit out of everybody, everybody living. I mean, and I, you know, I was not a big fan of Seth Rogen Green Hornet, but even that Kato was whooping your ass. Yeah. Not only whooping your ass, but almost kind of took the Green Hornet's girl. I mean, I think that was the kind of the point, though, right? For the Seth Rogen version. Well, yeah. Yeah, that really, that, that, at, that at, Kato was the man. Yeah, that at that level, they had acknowledged how much racism had gone into the concept of the original. Right. And so even in playing so homage they, back, yeah. it was like, okay, well, let's, let's kind of show like what Kato really does in this aspect. Um, I would also say as far as sidekicks go that someone that should be a main character because of, I am so disappointed, even though I have not seen it and refuse to see it with the fact that Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny even fucking exists. <laughs> you don't want to go see Indiana Fuck Jones, bro? No. Look, Fuck no. I'm dra- look, we're going to make it a double header. We are not. We're we not. are because I'm going to take you to see Mission Impossible. No, I got. I still got to see Spider-Verse. No, nah, I'm taking you to see Mission Impossible. You can see Spider-Verse on your own. And then yeah. we're going to watch Destiny, Dial, whatever no, at the same time. No, it's going to be a double I'm header. Good. I'm good, dog. And I'm going to pay for drinks. Dial Destiny. No, that shit looks like trash, dog. That I'm, shit looks like I'm trash. I'm going to pay for drinks. I choose good drinks. I got some very old whiskey at the house. Uh, if I if I have to, I'll break that shit open. I'm not watching it. That it, it it's a it, that's a travesty. Why? That's a fucking travesty. Why? Harrison Let- Ford is too old to still be milking this bullshit. He's too. The shit should have stopped at Last Crusade. That was it. That and it was a masterpiece. That was a fucking masterpiece. Crystal Skull was a joke. Crystal Skull was definitely a joke, and I couldn't even bring myself to we, watch the whole it, movie. It's I, time I, I stopped the movie, and he was, and honestly, he was too old and slow to be doing that shit. It's but, time for this to stop. But this one, I mean, it's going to stop with this one. There is no greater hero in my mind than Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford is consistently ruining this to get the last of a bag. He's already fucked up Harrison Ford, uh, Han Solo for me. Yeah, he didn't fuck it up. One for one. No, no. Okay, so here's the thing. He should have shot that little. He should have shot that little bastard. He thought Harrison or Harrison Ford thought that uh, Solo should have died previously. He wanted the character to die previously. He right? should have shot that little fucker, Adam Driver. And I, I, yeah, but that's still his son. And fuck him. It's but, still his son. You know who didn't give a fuck if that was their son? Darth Vader. Vader. <laughs> a real nigga. A real nigga. Hey, Darth Vader is on some other level. The Skywalkers shit, don't give a fuck. <laughs> you see, you this see. This is my family. Let me go ahead and just fuck this over real quick. And fu- yeah. Join me. Fuck your hand. Fuck your whole right hand, but join me. Oh, that's a real nigga right there. Skywalkers don't give a fuck. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, if we're really talking about father son legacies out here. 
You got to talk about Luke. And not only that, father figures. Luke didn't give a fuck. Luke tried to kill, Luke tried to kill his, uh, his, his nephew, nephew <laughs> in his fucking sleep. We all need to be learning more lessons from Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I don't think my brother wants to hear that. <laughs> Han Solo should have shot, Han Solo should have shot that motherfucker. That's what he should have done. Um, anyway, you see Chewie didn't give a fuck. Chewie shot him in the dick. <laughs> Um, but as far, but to answer your question, as far as, um, sidekicks that should have been in, should have been center stage, I'm going to go ahead and say short round. It's time. Instead of a, instead of this dial of destiny bullshit, since, um, I can't remember his name, but my man from, uh, Hugh Luquan. Yes. From, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Who got an Oscar. Who got a fucking Oscar. Who is now a grown man who played short round in Temple of Doom, um, I would love to see an adventure where he's all grown up and trying to follow in Indy's footsteps. They might that actually hard. do that because of how successful everything, everywhere, all at once was. Not only that, now he's just in things that are just turning to gold because American-born Chinese is getting really good reviews. I haven't watched it yet, but they people are really liking American-born Chinese. Mm. Uh, and half the cast from, from everything everywhere is in that shit. Um, but yeah, I would love to watch a short round series. I would, that would be awesome to me. Um, I could go all day about sidekicks actually, um, because I need I I need Bucky to be the, to not be the only sidekick getting their respect. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. This is a good. This is a good round of listener letters actually. Um uh thank you Shauna, thank you Rob, Hal. Um thank you Tales to Enrage. Um opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Please keep them coming. And not not just when I ask for them. If you if you're watching something, you have a question or you you know, any anytime, just hit me anytime. Um time hit, for the top what's what you got? Oh, I was gonna say hit the social medias too. Hit the social know. medias, man. Um I'm very accessible. Uh time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Um, I'm actually going to add one at the last minute. I was going to say Jess Hilarious needs to shut her fucking ass up. Uh, leave because leave Summer Walker and Meech alone. Oh, they are. At, yes, they are making. They maybe they're making some bad decisions. Get all, nope, nope, nope. Come around, come around, come this way, come this way, baby. You're just going to do the wrong thing. You're just going to do the wrong thing. Okay, thank you. He's fine. Um, leave leave Summer Walker and Meech alone. They are at the just the right age to be doing stupid shit, possibly with each other. Leave them alone. Mind your fucking business. That's why Country Wayne cheated on you. Um, the real number three is Stephen A. Smith. Right after again, we, right after we wrapped, did we talk about this? No, you wait. sent it to me. I, I maybe I don't know. Yeah, just, you sent it to me. Right after we wrapped, <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, last yeah. week, the last episode. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I told you I felt it in my spirit. I told you I felt it in my spirit. That Stephen nigga A. Just Smith shut the fuck up. was out here saying stupid shit. Stephen A. Smith was out here shilling for Chris Christie. Yeah, because he just feels like the uh, the the presidential race needs to be more fair, and that we need to hear more of what Chris Christie has to say. And just low key shading Joe Biden, 
No, no, no. Christie is definitely fucking. Oh, he's take, high. Taking he's Trump high key. Cast. Yeah, he's like, high key shading Joe Biden. But he's he's taking Trump to task. I'm fine a with that. A little bit, but what do you mean? He, a well, little? he well he's had some because he's had some cash shit to say about Joe Biden. Yeah, but he a lot. Like he's he was on Sean Hannity's show. First of all, he was on Sean Hannity's show. Let's start there. Because you have to be in order to get on the, 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 you, the nobody, Republic. Let me Look, be very clear. We're nobody not talking ever about normal people. To, we're not talking about normal people. We're talking about people who watch Fox News as a regular entertainment aspect. But even Fox News is kind of washed right now. Like, Trump washed them, basically. Trump may have washed them in the minds of regular Americans. But Fox News is still literally one of the top ratings wise news programs in the country and primarily it's because of so many people who were on the right go to fox for their entertainment slash news we, I, I we, just, we can't I, pretend that they don't exist so here's I'm my saying. thing and, and no, you're right agree with them but they still no, exist no, no 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 you're right i'm no I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there what i'm saying is Stephen a smith does this thing where every time there's some there's something happening that's potentially problematic against black people or there's someone involved that's potentially problematic against black people he always does this thing well they're my friend and as someone who's my friend i i feel yeah. like it's only fair blah 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 at some point just shut the fuck an up. occurrence becomes a pattern yeah and at some point we have to start taking a list taking an inventory of all these people that you kind of hide under your skirt as friends and we have to start reevaluating that. And we have to not only do we have to start reevaluating your position with them, we have to start um, we have to start really looking at our relationship to you and the pattern and, and this pattern. And we have to start looking. It's just it's the old saying: Don't tell me what they said. Tell me why they felt so fucking comfortable saying it to you. Mm-hmm. Why do these friends keep going to you? And and the answer is very simple as to why these friends keep going to you because you allow them, and you and you allow them, and they want to and they want a safe space like Kanye used to be. Oh God, Kanye used to be the safe space. So when they would say some dumb shit, they could go, "Well, hey, Kanye co-signs it." Yeah, yeah. Kanye co-signs it, so it's not all black people. There are some black people that like me. No, it's just Kanye and Jason Whitlock, because fuck him. Um, and so Stephen A has to chill. He, uh, he already has dumb sports takes to me. <laughs> he does. And that's his field. So these non-sports takes, hey, 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 where are you going? Where are you going? Come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. There you go. Um, so with all that in mind, non-sports takes, it's time for Stephen A to shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, my son is really trying to be involved with this uh, take your kid to work day. My my nephew's okay. My nephew's trying to be involved. He's been such a good boy. Been such a good boy up until right now. (laughs) Just hang on for five more minutes. Um, Number two is Tasha Kay. For those of you that don't know, we've talked about this many times, Tasha Kay is the gossip blogger who uh, lost a lawsuit with Cardi B for like $4 million that she does not have. Oh. And Cardi B has been just to, just a just to prove a point because she did something similar with Shade Room. 
and if Shade Room like ever even says her name, basically uh, in a way she doesn't like, they she owns her wife and kids. <laughs> um, but Tasha is the next in line to be made an example out of, and she has been hounding Tasha to the ends of the fucking earth for this money. Like she's already, I think she's already leaned her house. What did What did Tasha K say? Uh, it, it with her, it doesn't matter. It was probably nasty. Okay. Um, cause Cardi, and Cardi's very sensitive about this. She don't like you talking about her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Naturally. Or, or even, I mean, like even offset, like, like people who can defend themselves in the media It's like, no, 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 fuck that. Uh, you say something I don't like with my name in it or my family's name in it. I own you. And Tasha K does not have $4 million. Not remotely. She tried to, oh, she tried to put her shit in another account. In an offshore account, she tried to run to Africa to not pay this woman. Cardi had to track down Chase Bank and, and with a court order um, to freeze her shit if she so wants to. And now Tasha has jumped out here and said some spicy shit about Cardi in a letter that is low-key apologizing. I'm using quote fingers, guys. Apologizing <laughs> to the Barty gang. Um, and basically saying, I'm sorry that Cardi hasn't put out a second album. Um, Atlantic's broke, so they can't, so they can't fund it. And she's too busy hounding. So that's why she's too busy hounding me for money that I don't have. And that's why, and and that's why she's not recording another album. And that's why, uh, uh, and, and that's why this, that, and the third, and she ain't got no money. So she needs mine. Fam. My mother used to say, still says (laughs) to this day. As long as long as as long as somebody owes you, you're never broke. No matter what you say about Cardigan Benjamin, that's her name today. No matter what you say about no matter what you say about Miss Cardigan Benjamin and what she can and can't record right now, she got more money than you. Mm-hmm. And you owe her more money than you got, bro. You are basically an indentured servant to Cardi to Cardigan Benjamin. That's the most problematic thing I've probably said on this podcast ever. But you earned it. No, that's you that's, can't even afford those dumbass Gomez Adam looking ass wigs that you wear. Maybe you can finance them, motherfuckers. Gomez Adam. And like the old Gomez Adams, like the like the original little cartoon <laughs> Gomez Adams, the shit that looked like Mo from the Three Stooges shit, like the shit Louis Guzman wears now. <laughs> it's true, dog. Like them 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 wigs ain't right. That is not a wig. I swear, that is a bearded shower cap. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> that wig is making. I'm telling you, that wig is a parasite making all the decisions for her. Hey, Parasite was a good show, though. You need to go ahead and finance the motherfuckers to try to get this woman her money. Uh, all this little shady shit ain't. All this little shady shit ain't making you four million dollars richer. No. So it's time for you to go ahead and shut the fuck shut up. The and the number one person who has to shut the fuck up. I never thought this person would ever be on my shut the fuck up list until recent times. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one person is Mariah Mills. Oh, oh my God! Wait, no, but we did this. We did Mariah this two Mills weeks is ago. Still at it. 
She's still at it. She uh, allegedly she ran up on this nigga in the locker room. Allegedly, uh, and now she's gotten she she's before, filmed on Twitter. Before we got there, before we got there, did you see? Did you see that she directly addressed the NBA to tried to blackmail him? Yes, talking about she got flicks on her phone. Yes, you're a porn star. We we assumed that you that whatever you did with Zion. You probably filmed it. We assumed. We did. But but even then, you can't release unconsensual How's a videos with someone in sexual act. I'll say that's a that's a crime it's wherever a fel- he it's, is. It's literally a felony now. Yeah. Like they, there's multiple revenge porn type websites that have been taken down because of bullshit like that. How a porn star gonna blackmail me with porn? If Jada Fire went out right now and told everybody and, and told everybody that that we fucked, and she had video evidence evidence of it, and she got it in her phone and I got it in my phone, we could release that shit together <laughs> tonight. You know, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that story for Patreon. Yo, I'll damn, Jada Fire, top five fine. Fuck I, y'all. I'll, I'll leave my 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 story for Patreon. Oh but, uh, shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, this nigga. Meanwhile, this woman <laughs> is a criminal. Mm-hmm. And then you got Zion's, you got Zion's name tattooed on your face, on the chin, on the cheek, cheek, whatever. You, you know, yes, like chin to ear, like the whole, not the little bit of the cheek, the whole looking like freaking Grimjaw out here, and it's Yo, somebody's name. She needs help, and Zion needs the authorities. I, yeah, I, it's becoming a problem. It's she's becoming a danger to herself and other people. I, <laughs> I've seen movies like this. I saw a post earlier today before we started recording. And somebody said there are 114 games in the NBA that Zion has played. Mariah Mills has released 135 tweets about Zion in the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm just saying, of all the people that you could play that you could play games with, why did you choose this woman? Why? <laughs> God damn it! Either way, Mariah Mills. This is why I say this out of love. I say this out of love. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I know you don't like. I, 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 up until now, I thought you didn't like niggas like that, but I'm a fan. Hmm. Shut the fuck up. For your own good. For your own good. You are the older person in this situation. You are not supposed to be behaving like this behind a, what, a 20-year-old. I'm honestly kind of concerned. Like, it's moved past the, the, the level of funny, right? Like, okay, here's some dramatic situation that's being played out in public. Cool. Like, we ain't all been through some level of drama, right? Correct. Um, but to the point where... It's beyond harassment where you're trying to directly threaten somebody's job. And then after taking that step, then trying to say, oh, despite all of this and the situations that I have, I want to tattoo their name on my face. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like she's in the right space. And so these are one of the times where when it, it's, it's not for me to necessarily judge but to say hey look people y'all need to inter- y'all need to intervene like for Mariah real. Mills doesn't have friends I don't know family she family does not have do friends something. friends family whatever y'all need to get step every in. black woman I've ever met in a situation like this 
They would be in Tulum. They would be in Tulum right now, ruining ruining the economy, <laughs> actively Tulum. ruining the economy, like they do in, in Tulum, in the uh, DR, or Miami, or Miami. <laughs> Damn, you can't even. You don't even have a friend to fly you out to the basic bitch spot. Come on, man. Like she, she doing too much. Mariah Mills got to get. Mariah Mills got to get a collector's edition double disc. Shut the fuck up. Shut the whole fuck up. The the fuck, the whole fucking nothing but the fuck. Shut the fuck up. Stop. Stop. Elon Elon will say that cisgender is a slur, but he won't stop this broad. Shut the fuck up. Can I just throw Elon in as another bonus for that dumbass shit? Elon can always shut the fuck up. Yes. Jesus. Elon is always cordially invited to an all-expense-paid trip to shut the fuck up. Oh, Fluent One, did we do a podcast? Bro, I feel like we've done a wonderful podcast. We've done a podcast. we definitely done a podcast. The Rum um, said we did a good podcast. The Rum is always going to say we did a good podcast. <laughs> Aries said we did a po- good podcast. Uh, that, 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 dog, now that dog is ready for us to shut the fuck up. I guarantee <laughs> it. He didn't get enough of his shit off. That's why. <laughs> um, y'all, thank you so much. Um, God bless y'all for always being with me on this journey. Uh, fluent always thank you always yes sir um for just right for just the ride or die um the ride or die behavior um y'all we gonna be here we gonna be here to help y'all get through it it's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit right here right now we all gonna be here to help you unpack it y'all gonna be here to help us get through this fucking heat mm-hmm. bruh it, it hmm. I, there are not. A, there's, I need a whole Patreon to get all my shit off about the heat. It's ninety four degrees in the shade right now. Remember that nigga on Super Mario Brothers three, that where the sun just looked angry and tried to swing down on you as you ran. <laughs> yes, that is the sun right now. That is what the sun is doing right now. The sun is just it's just it, it just wants to have a piggyback ride everywhere he goes. Um. In any case, we will be back next week with more foolishness, more fuckery. Week after next, um, I will not be here. Uh, I will be finally getting some R and R. I wish it were TNA, but you know, life life is life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we uh, next year, next week we'll be here. Next week we will not. But next week we will be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Until then, this has been episode. I want to say 226 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am the fluent one. And as always, forever imparting titties. titties. Clap for it, white people. I was about to press the wrong thing. (laughs) It's the rum. The rum is good. The rum is good. The rum is good. It's always the rum.